welcome to episode 20 of my road to Kona. We are back, baby. Uh, I took like uh, two, three weeks of hiatus or like a break because uh, uh, things happen in the way. I mean, I like it to keep a consistency. And since I started in um, mid-January, I didn't took a break. And I didn't tell you guys because, you know, things happen in life. Uh, they didn't feel right. Uh, one of my cats died and it was pretty sad to me you know because it was he was really good and then another day gone and then i had covid so i didn't feel right and you know kind of like not in the mood but we are back so again episode 20 finally with my friend my buddy brock um we made it in time from um World Cup from Guatulco race recap. Uh, Brock, funny story about him. Back in 2015, when I was in Canada, or 2015, 2016, I don't remember. Uh, I was in Canada, and I saw, uh, I mean, in Canada, the window from um, racing or like triathlons, it's May until September because that's like the spring summer season. That's when you can race. So in, let's say in May 1st, 2016, I raced a spring triathlon and I did my PB that time, which is one hour 30, right? And there was like this young guy, 16 or 17, I don't remember, uh, he won the race. 58 minutes and I'm like who is this guy and I saw his name Brock and I'm like okay okay I got it uh, I start following on Instagram we start chatting and then we trained along when I was in Canada mostly uh, last year in the beginning of this year uh, through the winter and I know how Canadians they are so tough so mental mentally strong because it's hard. Like, you need to check in the weather and you need to see uh, <laughs> is it going to snow or how is the weather. Like, mostly everything is indoors. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my inspirations, Brock. Honestly, he is going to be in Paris, hopefully, as right now. He has a spot, but he needs to keep the, the ranking in order for trials in Canada to be there but anyways he will tell that in the podcast and he also back in 2019 I think 2019 was his best year so far uh, before this year uh, because in Mexico in Monterrey he won the junior world so I don't know what it was and heading back into Luciano worlds in 2019 the last world championship before COVID he was ranked number one. He was ranked number one in the world, and he finished five in the world, which was great. And then COVID happened, and everything changed. And um, wow, honestly, it was a struggle to get out. There was no races from Canada. It was it is expensive, and he was working part time in order to pay for the trips and for expenses and everything from training. But at the same time, he's not able to train full-time as a, a professional triathlete 
because he need to he need money and at that time he didn't have any sponsors there and back in january he was telling me um that he was working with some people to get sponsors and money for travel races in order for him to quit his job his part-time job to concentrate full-time in training more sleep more recovery everything and back in the month of march he signed a contract with mission group on um group in Kelowna, BC, Canada, and he's, they're painting for go races, so now he's an athlete for them, and I'm happy for him, and now he's training full-time, and he's like a professional attractive full-time, living the dream, now he raced, in, I mean, back in April, I think, he went to Flagstaff with, um, uh, with the Canadian team, and he trained with Alistair Brownlee, and because of Alistair Brownlee, he has the best swim of his life the last two races. In the top 10, every single race this year in a World Cup. In Italy, he was top there. He was with Jonathan Brownlee there, like all the way into the bike, until the run. And then in Watulco, I mean, you'll listen to this. I mean, but I'm so happy telling this story about Brock. And it might sound like a little bit like Bussy, because I um, he was on the car and I was uh, in another spot because you know, so the Wi-Fi was a little bit slow. But I hope you enjoyed this interview. Honestly, I, I I'm sorry for this long long um, uh, intro, but that's I mean, Brooke is gonna be back in the podcast. So, anyways, enjoy this one episode twenty, Brooke Hall. More. You can talk the guy, go banging on his door You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock yeah. You can move a mountain, you can break rocks You can be a master, don't wait for luck Dedicate yourself and you go find yourself Standing in the Hall of Fame yeah. And the world's gonna know your name yeah. So now Brock, finally, in the podcast, you're in the car so, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Great, buddy. Just uh, happy to see you racing on, on Mexican soil. It was so happy to see you out there. You know, you got me so pumped, you know, watching there, like, and in, and exiting at the water in, like, top seven, and then being there in the mix. And I'm like, I was so happy for you watching you. I'm like, you got it in Thank there. You. But at the end, I mean, that run, it was pretty fast like the first place i think it was like 1440 and you were like 1510 or something it was like crazy fast yeah yeah it was yeah it was an exciting race um i'm yet to have a bad race in mexico so that's a good thing nice uh, definitely keep going back um but uh yeah no I, I had a really good swim actually led the first 200 meters of the swim on the left side and then uh yeah, because I saw your swimming cap. I, I got your number, and I was, you were 47, 46 or something. And um, yeah. I was watching, looking at the swing caps, and I saw that number, 46, 47. And I'm like, that's my boy, Brock. Come on, get in there again. And <laughs> I was looking into that, and there was like a, like a red um, uh, uh, tricep. I'm like, it has to be him. It has to be him. So I was pretty yeah. happy to see that. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was... I had a good start. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty happy with that. And then I saw Varga and uh, Hidalgo and 
and uh, Diego Moya on the right side. So I decided to kind of make a move and just kind of go across to them. Um, Cause I was kind of pushed far to the left just because my position wasn't good on this, on this pontoon or on yeah, the right. beach start. So I moved over to them and then just kind of sat in the pack. There was no real need to, to lead. So I kind of just sat in sixth, I think it was. Yeah. Something like and that. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of, I could tell who I was all with and knew I was in some good company. So I was just happy to sit there and then coming out of the water, I actually felt pretty fresh. So I ran to my bike, uh, got onto the bike, I think in fifth. So made up a couple spots in transition and then, um, yeah, it was just a matter of trying to stay out of trouble on the bike. And we rolled a couple turns, but no one was like super motivated in the pack. So it was kind of hard to stay away. So it, it ended up getting caught on the, the third lap. I think it was at the end of the second lap. So yeah, at the end, it was like a huge um, group. And I saw like at the beginning of the first lap, you guys were like 10 and then you were pushing the pace. And I was so happy watching that. Like, I'm like, you're right at the front and I'm like, this is the race. This is the race. <laughs> and then things happen during the race. Even got a Hales got a flat. People were getting flats. And I'm like, oh no, please, Brock, don't get a flat. Don't get a flat. I was praying for that. And then yeah. on the third lap, uh, you said that the group came together. And I'm like, I think there were like Good. 30, 40 people there. So not much to do there. Just keep waiting and just be ready to start racing uh, on the run. The hard part of the course, it was pretty bumpy. And so, uh, and around the traffic circle very bumpy as well so i think that's where a lot of people were flatting and have a flat so i was lucky for that. but then also um i did have a near crash on the far side on the third lap i think it was yeah um i kind of got pushed to the outside on the big sweeping left hand turn and um I was about to go off the road, so I actually jumped onto the curb and I rode the curb for a little while and then jumped back on and lost my water bottle and everything. But oh I managed to not go down. So thankfully I was paying attention. Wow. Well, Mexican yeah. roads. Why can't so I was the uh, I mean we were yeah, the last <laughs> Yeah, the last lap was pretty sketchy just because everyone's trying to come off at the front, but obviously all 50 of us can't come off at the front so yeah. the last two minutes or three minutes i think i averaged like 450 watts for the last three minutes just to come off the bike where i did and i wasn't wow. even at the front so yeah and i was watching that run and i thought about it like you need to work in your poker face because people were like people you were running with they feel like they were running like smoothly and you were like struggling the pace and i'm like oh my god this is not good he's struggling <laughs> But uh, how fast you were running, you think? I, I, I know you don't wear a watch, but like, uh, how you feeling? Like, I know it was like 15, 10, but like, mostly like so, the three minutes of per K, pretty much. Well, it was, it was hilly, right? Like, there was an out and back hill each, each time. So, on the downhill part, we were definitely going like, like a 220, 225 pace, like really pushing. Yeah. And then... On the uphill, it was probably around like a 310, 320. So 
um yeah because obviously we were surging on the uphill as well it wasn't it was a little bit harder on the uphill but um i mean to for the the, the winning run times to be around 1440 um i mean we're averaging probably 255 on the flats at least um, but it was also hot and everything so that plays into it but uh yeah and then I think I was on pace to go around 15 flat, which is not that bad on that course, but I obviously kind of imploded a little bit on the last kilometer. Yeah, you saw that. You were like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine, and then you finished like eight, 17, and I'm like, or 16. And I'm like, no! I was waiting for the line there, um, and I was counting people. I'm like, 16, and you got there to the finish line, and you're like pretty much like lay down, and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's all the effort, like, all that he had that day yes yeah no i i did everything i could to stay with with the lead for as long as i could and paid for it but that's just the way you have to race to you know to learn from it so the next time you can stay there a little longer i guess that that's that's racing and also like i was so happy like you got down tyler is next to you and then like a fist bump like like i don't know what, what did he said to you at that time like great race buddy or what happened I just said good race to him and he asked me where I finished and then I told him and obviously we had seen each other in the lead so I asked him if he won because I, I actually didn't see the finish. No, I saw that, yeah. So yeah, I asked if he won and told me he got second so good for him as well. Wow, pretty much. So what happened, I have a question about the race. What happened with the food in Mexico? You posted on Instagram something with the food in Mexico, you got like intoxicated or what happened? No, um, people, uh, well, I did like that, like question thing or whatever, what's that I posted. And someone said, we made a joke that the Mexican food made me not feel good because my face looked like that. Yep. And so I was just joking because I, I, uh, the food was obviously a little different. So I, right. I didn't eat what I normally eat. Right. So but, why uh, you normally eat then? Like pre Normally pre-race, I just have toast and uh, toast and like F2C stuff before well, you can get race. In here too. Pretty much so. just like carbs, just bread and. So what? So yeah, are you having well, race day? The I, same thing. I saved some bread from one of the previous days and the. What did I have? Where? Sorry. Yeah, what do you have from like um. Or your raised day, like like the same thing before, like oats and like your nutrition. Yeah, normally like for race day, I would have like toast with like peanut butter or toast with Nutella kind of thing. And nice. then I also would have like my energy drink and my F2C powder and then like gummy bears or something like that. Just some like really quick sugar. Usually gummy bears is what I go for. Nice. Um, or those like acai chocolate candies. Those are good too. Awesome. So how do you felt after the race? Okay. So you finished the race, top 20 in uh World Cup. So how was that for you? Yeah. Um, good. I was, I was going for a top 12 um, just because that's another benchmark for triathlon Canada oh reasons God, that no. I was supposed to hit. Yeah. So I, I was almost there, and you then it. you know, the last basically hundred meters, I missed it. Um, 
but it is what it is. I think I showed that I, I was even there looking like I could, could get a medal until the last kilometer. So right. that's just the way that racing is. And, uh, yeah, so I was, I was honestly pretty disappointed afterward. Um, but I tried not to kick myself too much just cause it is a world cup and there were some good athletes there. So right. pretty, like it was a really good field. So why, why at top 12? So what's the new uh, Canada regulations for like, uh, you guys. So top 12, um, means that you get automatic selection for world series. Like, WTCS. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so close. So close. So close. Yeah. I, I did get selection discretionary for Hamburg. So I am waiting to oh, hopefully. possibly get in. I'm on the wait list right now, but, um, yeah, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll see this week probably whether or not I, it's whether or not I'll get on or not, but yeah, I'm waiting. What's your number right now? Currently I'm sitting in 34th on the wait list, wow. which is quite far down, but it, I've been further down and gotten on before. So, well, I, I get like Italy for sure. So Italy, I was, uh, 72. Yeah. So, right. And you got yeah. there. So. <laughs> I got there. Yeah. So, so, so what's we'll next see, for but... you? You got Hamburg or what's race are next? Cause I, I know for sure Montreal is this weekend. So what's next for you? Yeah, hopefully Hamburg. Um, and then after that one, um, there's the one in, uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's a, a Spanish one. Um, and then uh, Valencia. And then Last possibly one. possibly Cagliari, which is uh, the World Series one. Okay, good. Hopefully that one. We'll see with my world ranking moving up by then as well. That hopefully will help. Wow, that's that's great news. You were so close. I just feel so bad right now for myself. I know like <laughs> what the word you put into it, so... I yeah, mean, it was close. I mean, I'll so, get there though. It's just just one race, right? Yeah, just one race. But like, I I think what you said is true. Like you proved at least you like the world or triathlon Canada. You were there. Like three Canadians out of the swim in top five. You know, like that was amazing. Yeah. In the race into the last gate, like that proved a point. I mean, so close yeah. there. So I mean, yeah, I think so too. It showed that. Yeah, if I had paced it better, I maybe could have come, you know, 13th or something. But 16th with showing that I was at the front is also better, I think. So. Yeah, I think it's come with uh, experience. You know, for example, watching Tyler racing, I know what he did and I know what you did. So, I mean, you, you got to get races and races into your belt. So that's what you need to do. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited to keep racing, keep getting more Olympic points, keep getting my world ranking up there more. Um, yeah, I'm 39th sure. on the Olympic world rank or the Olympic individual qualification ranking right now. Well, you're in so right now. <laughs> I'll hopefully get that under the top, top 25. And then, yeah, just have to hold it there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So what's, I'm excited. It's like 55 or 60 or what's the Olympic uh, cut? Um, I believe you have to be in the top to secure an actual spot for Canada. You have to be in the top 26. 
which oh is very God. high. Yep. Um, but I think it's definitely doable. And then you have to remain in the top 140 to be eligible, at least for the Olympics, for a discretionary spot. Okay. So top 140 of the Olympic ranking means that you're eligible for, for Paris. But, uh, yeah, I think if I'm continuing to get good results and get into the World Series as well, it's going to be – I have no, no doubt that I'll be able to do it. Well, pretty sure you got in there. So um, how you felt, I mean, this is a personal question for people too. So how do you feel after like coming back from COVID and then racing in, you know, like maybe Italy or Mexico, how was that difference? And then before. Coming back from where, sorry? From COVID. From, uh, COVID. Oh, from COVID. Um, well, yeah, I obviously, I guess I had COVID like in the winter um and then it did take a little little while to just get my lungs back but once i did i didn't i don't think it really had any long-term effects on me or anything i went straight from straight from that basically to the altitude camp in flagstaff with the national team all right um so i was there for i guess 35 days or so. i forgot about that man i forgot about that So, yeah, I was, so I was training with the man himself, Alistair Brownlee. Tell me that because I was so happy for you. That was the probably the highlight of the camp for sure. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from Alistair actually. And I attribute my last two swims to him um, coming out of the water near the front just because I, I think he taught me a lot. Um, so I learned a lot. He, he was offering some of his knowledge, so I did my best to listen to what he was saying. And, um, yeah, I think I, I learned some things that I've been able to use in the last two World Cups. So, yeah, thanks to him, I've got two top 10 out of the waters at World Cup, so that's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he was awesome. Very knowledgeable, very humble, um, also very fast, obviously. Yep. Um, and, yeah, just really strong. He, Uh, watching him move through the pack in the water, just like the way that the way that he was swimming was super awesome to see. It was crazy, just how he could start at the back of the pack and, and within a hundred meters he could make his way all the way up to the front just by just knowing how to maneuver through the pack. Well, you had to know that for sure. So I learned a lot from him, just trying to follow his feet in training. Um, and how did he feel? How was he your mind? Kind of like, okay, I'm next to alistair brownlee i'm like in alistair's feet right now swimming <laughs> yeah i know i know it was uh yeah it was exciting i would not have guessed that i'd be doing the things i'm doing now like a year ago wow great so uh, you only swam with him or bike and run too uh actually never biked and ran with him i only only swam with him uh Yeah, I only swam with him, but. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, it's awesome, though. So, quick question here. Um, what happened with um, the Commonwealth Games? Commonwealth Games. Um, Are you there? Are you there? You wait, Liz? What's going on? So, unfortunately, they... 
did not choose me for the Commonwealth Games. Oh, so sorry for that. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I, uh, the team is Tyler and Charles and uh, Martin. Oh my God. They selected. Um, I had the opportunity to appeal, but I decided not to. Um, I'm just going to keep going to races and hope that I can get some automatic selection for the next two games. Um, what was that, sorry? Prove them wrong, you know, so. What did you say? Prove them wrong. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, uh, my, my two performances would, you know, um, were enough, but obviously not quite. So, well, but you get there. I mean, and yeah, it was, I was so happy for your country, Canada, my third second country, whatever it is. Like, yeah, the, I mean, second place in the women and second place in the men, but that was in Guatulca. I mean, it was so amazing to see that happening, honestly, for Canada. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, like you said in the swim, three of us all out in the top six. Correct. As well, which is really good. So, yeah, I think we, were, we showed that, you know, we're improving as a, as a nation in triathlon. Yeah, that's true. Because I saw yeah. some comments about uh, a podcast with Talbot Cox and Pro Trainee saying that like, it was so weird and so wrong from Canada. Like they didn't send any athletes into leads, which it was weird for the for like the first time in a couple of years. And I was thinking, yep. oh my God, why didn't it happen? And now you prove them wrong with what what Tulka, and then I don't know what's gonna happen in Montreal, you know, because they uh, canceled the swim. So I don't know what's gonna happen with the uh, duathlon. Yeah, well, I know Tyler and Charles and Jeremy Bryant are there, so. Um three Canadian men and then I'm not sure for the woman I think it might just be Emmy yeah I think so too yeah but um yeah you're right I think yeah. we're doing much better than we've done in the past a lot more showing up and a lot more racing and that's what we need to do if we're gonna you know start improving it in uh you know the ranking and everything for Canada yeah true because this is from my point of view because I know from in Mexico, there is like race and race after weekend and weekend and weekend because of the weather, right? And I know the window in Canada is so tight, like pretty much from May until September. And during those, after those months, like October until like April, there's no racing in Canada for triathlon. So yeah, it's so sad for you and for the people in Canada, they need to get outside to the States or Europe, Mexico, whatever, to race. And I see a lot of people like uh, Grajales, Perez, and all those Mexicans uh, that I know that they go race, dude, every month at least. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's so hard. The flights are expensive. And I know what it is. Like, like you wouldn't travel to Korea and all those countries. It is expensive. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It would be good if we had more races in Canada but um, thankfully I have a little um, 
more opportunity this year thanks to like mission group and other sponsors that have helped me to you know travel around um so i'm able to go to all these races and hopefully get the points i need to make the 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 teams and meet the goals that i have for myself so right so yeah. with those sponsors which i saw you sign a contract with that which was really happy um are you still working right now or are you taking time off a couple hours no yep i i uh stopped working as soon as i had that sponsorship right and i've been full-time training for uh four months now i guess yeah. almost four months and obviously the improvement started to come almost immediately just because i have all my energy on this more sleep um, yeah and that's all i do all day is just eat sleep train and hang out with my girlfriend a little bit so yeah. exactly yeah. and 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 i think you're happier and you're healthier and everything so that's great for you exactly yeah i can focus on my recovery a lot better and just what it takes to be the best and I think I'm on my way. So that, that, I mean, that's awesome. Like Brooke, I know, um, your story and it's like, I mean, it's a long story, but I just want to know like how you started in triathlon. And I want you to explain me the picture that you have on your Instagram with, uh, the man, the legend himself, uh, uh, Simon Whitfield. Simon Whitfield. Okay. Um, Yeah, so um, my sister did a triathlon um, when she was uh, nine or uh, eight years old. Um, I was six at the time, and uh, she really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, my parents just signed me up for a kids' race in Red Deer, Alberta. Red Deer, um, right. I know the place. I didn't really enjoy sports at that time in my life and um they thought it would be something yeah <laughs> so they thought it would be something to swim so that was good and i um liked riding my bike for fun so um yeah i did that, that kids race and won my category and then um started doing triathlons kind of just as a summer thing um my mom started a, a small like kids uh training group in three hills the town i lived in in alberta um in the summertime so we would meet uh two days a week and do our swim bike and run training and it was just a fun group of at one point so it was awesome just all of us running around and doing our training so it was a social thing and also just good training for a, a nine ten year old to do um So yeah, I did that in the summer times. And then uh, I was also getting more serious at swimming at the time. Uh, so I started getting some provincial medals in swimming and showing a little bit more competitiveness and promise as an athlete. And, and then uh, moved to Kelowna in uh, 2013, December of 2013. And uh, yeah, I just started training about four months later with my coach, Luke, who's still my current coach to this day. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, it's been awesome just living here and um, so much opportunity in the valley to train. It's beautiful. As you, you can see here, yeah. I can turn this I around. I love the place. I love the place. There we go. Oh my God, <laughs> I made this place. 
Yeah. So yeah, beautiful places to train. The lake is awesome. Coach Coach Luke is awesome. And um, yeah, we just made a plan that year um, of kind of where we wanted my career to go. And we've just kind of stuck to that plan to achieve the best that we can since then. And um, yeah, it was about a 12 year plan. So that includes the next two years until Paris. So we'll see how the last two years of the plan go. Well, now with your um, sponsors and everything, it looks like you're going to get it. It's a long way. You got to be patient. You got to show the results. You got to prove yes. it every single time. So you get there. You get to Paris. I'll be there watching you in the finish line. I know you will be. I appreciate it. Thank you. Because I don't want to miss like in like an Olympic Games in Paris. Since I speak French, I don't want to go. And my sister lives there. And I don't want to miss like, uh, I mean, of course, I wanted to go to Tokyo. But like... Yeah. It was impossible, and uh, Rio, you know, it's hard for me to get there, and I didn't make it. So I want to make it to an like uh, Olympics, and it will be so special to me, like see triathlon because I love triathlon and that's one of my passions, yes. and like see you race, like that would be so amazing, like to see that, like, like it would be like over the moon, man, like honestly. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta make it, you gotta make it. Okay, I'll I'll make it for for all of us then. <laughs> well, especially to you i know what's i know what's the journey to get to an olympics it's not easy a lot of the sacrifices yes. and like people i mean not people but average people they don't see all those sacrifices and i get it like they don't yes. they don't get it they they need at least you need to quit everything you got focus 10 years in advance or five years at least to get there it's not as easy it comes with like politics involved in you know um everything so oh man it's so hard but you get there yeah it, it takes a lot more than just you know go and race and train there's a lot of a lot of things involved there's long you got to know and everything so well that that that's that's also right brock and uh Again, uh, I'm so happy for you and for all those races and and you spending time with your girlfriend or more with family. And uh, again, I don't want to take a lot of your time. I just want to thank you because we worked out finally this little podcast because, I mean, last time I sent you a message and we were supposed to have the podcast, like for yeah. some reason, Canada and the United States changed time zones and Mexico didn't change, so uh i was playing golf and you were about to swim so i mean sorry for that buddy yeah yeah but um i mean we're here anything you you want to finish with to say to like uh the podcast oh no i'm glad that we got okay yeah no um can you see me right now yeah i, I can see you sorry yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, um, I'm so glad that we finally got to do this because I've been looking forward to it for a long time. I just, I was out of the country for like 102 days or something. So it was a long yeah. time to be gone <laughs> and to just You're right. hard uh, logistically. But um, yeah, no, I was looking forward to chatting and I'm so glad we could do this. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, 
excited for what's to come and um i'll definitely have a spot for you in the grandstands in paris well i mean thanks so much for that that'll be awesome i don't know how the ticket's gonna get through but uh we can start that later and uh yeah just hopefully we can do uh because jamie told me this hopefully we can do like uh a podcast with you and jamie about like funny uh, training stories that'll be awesome yes uh jamie's in uh, manitoba right now yeah you know um, yeah yeah so um when he gets back we'll make sure we do that because um we obviously live together so we'll make that happen yeah and again buddy had a lot of like enjoy the summer please because it's a beautiful weather there and i know how people enjoy that time and they're looking yes. forward to that for like months and months and months so happy you, you can get your bike outside and train so yeah no thank you how's your training going well i'm stopped right now okay because of the the sickness yeah <laughs> yes so i mean sorry for that um Yeah, I think I'm at the end of the COVID. I start with symptoms in on Monday and my brother tested positive on Wednesday. So I think by the end of the week, I'll be fine. But I'll do some testings afterwards, like to see how my heart is, how my lungs, everything, just to make sure I'm ready to go yeah. like 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, you don't want to rush into it or anything. I'm not in a rush. I know I have like 16 weeks to Kona and I know those 12 weeks prior are going to be the most important so i'm happy it was right now like i said to yeah. you it's happy right now that i'm not racing until october i'll be really exactly. sad it will be like the first week of october because there's nothing i can do i can rest right now i can enjoy i can start air all fresh in july so no worries exactly yeah no i've 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 watched your strava you're killing it right now so keep it up Yeah, and I and I have this like it was gonna be a, like a great week because uh I mean specifically like race pace and everything, but like there's nothing I can do, buddy. Uh, yeah. It was it was gonna work. be a long Saturday, a long Sunday. Sorry, and um uh, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Well that's your curveball sometimes you just have to figure out how to get around them yeah exactly so yeah. brock i'll leave you go enjoy time with your girlfriend say hi and enjoy the rest okay. of the night thank you you as well thank you very much for listening to this story with brock my friend uh follow him on instagram follow him on strava if you want just follow his journey go support him every single if you're If you follow me or you follow Brock and you see her ra uh, him racing, watch your arm, you know? So hopefully he can make it into the, the first World Series in Hamburg in Germany. Uh, but yeah, 